This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and longtime cat lover. So I'm always looking for interesting things to talk about and interesting people to talk to about them. And today we're going to talk about cat poop. And our guest is Dr. Lisa Radosta. Dr. Radosta is a regular guest with us and a veterinarian, and she's really fun and she loves cat poop. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes after a word from our sponsors. Do you want a cat litter that absorbs odor-causing wetness like a parched desert cactus? Well, Arm & Hammer's got a litter for you. New Absorbex with desert dry minerals. Wetness disappears like a Texas raindrop on a hot tin roof. Odor? Adios. It's lightweight, lightning fast, odor-absorbing, desert dry cat litter. Get $4 off now at armandhammer.com forward slash bounty. New Absorbex from Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So, I want to talk about cat poop, and Dr. Radosta has agreed to talk about cat poop with me. <laughs> hey, Dr. Radosta. Hey, how are you? I'm great. So, so poop is kind of a subject that is close to my heart because it tells me a lot about my patients. And, and there's just a lot of interesting stuff about poop. And you said that you like poop too, right? I do. I do like poop and especially cat poop. <laughs> well, you know, poop is, a, is kind of a window to the soul, right? It is. And it's about the most forgotten, I'm going to say, you know, excretion from the body. And it holds so much information you would not believe. Right. And it's easy for us to assess. So so what do you think we could learn about poop? Well, my gosh, it's really endless. So number one, we of course learn about parasites and plenty of cat owners like myself uh, have kitties who are, you know, sheltered. And they, my kitty is an indoor kitty. He goes out on the lanai that's screened in and that's about it. And so we don't think about our cats having parasites, but I'm sure you saw the recent study that it was a big study, 2,500 plus fecal samples were taken from owned kitties. So kitties with pet parents and 25% of those kitties had parasites in their feces. And those kitties didn't necessarily have diarrhea. They didn't necessarily have a change in color, right? So we want to look at the feces and I'm going to bring in a fecal on my own cat after I read that article this week. Because I was like, what? How could that be? And about 6% had multiple parasites. So that is a kind of a window to the overall health of your pet. What you may not know is that you can measure stress in the feces. Oh my gosh, that's totally cool, right? Because you can take the feces out of the, the litter box and you send it to a lab. And there's only a couple of us right now in the country that are doing this, but it probably will move forward and there'll be more and more veterinary behaviors like me who are doing it. And you can measure the amount of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. 
and it gives you a measurement of like 36 to 72 hours. How stressed is my cat? Like that is a really, really cool test to do. And then lastly, when talking about feces, I think about the where, right? Because cats that defecate outside the litter box, when compared to cats that urinate outside, it's a different subject. Cats that defecate outside the litter box, at least at our clinic, almost always are painful. They're sick. We had one kitty who had really bad dental disease, horrible. Once the dental was done, some teeth were extracted, voila, he goes in the litter box again. So that is a sign, a big neon sign, something is wrong with me. I'm not going in the box. Well, and so see your vet, right? Because we wouldn't think about that as a relationship, but the cat was just trying to communicate his distress. So that's kind of sad. Well, so I think that in my exam room, I hear, well, the poop looks fine. And so I want people to understand it can look fine and we can still find parasites in it. So do you ever hear stories like that? Absolutely. And the first thing I say to people is, you know, I, I just frank with my people. So I say to them, you know, your poop can look fine, but you can be nauseated that day, right? And they say, yes, it's certainly true. I said, okay. So if I could just look at you and say, oh, well, you must have, um, I don't know, pancreatitis. That's not how it works, right? We have to run tests to see what's going on inside your body. So just by looking at it, you can't tell if the cat is healthy or unhealthy. Definitely if it looks too hard or too soft. Uh, or it's tiny little nuggets, cats shouldn't poop nuggets, then we are going to be alerted to it. But the fact that it looks normal to us does not tell us that the kitty feels good or even that the GI tract is not filled with parasites. Right. Well, I um, also saw that study and it precipitated me retraining my entire veterinary team about that, that we should be recommending stool samples for cats, even when they live strictly indoors. And, and how important that part of poop is to the overall health of cats. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. I didn't know you were going to bring that up. <laughs> so even if the poop looks normal, it doesn't mean that it is normal. But what about if the poop doesn't look normal? What should we do then? So, you know, you are going to, first of all, you as a pet parent are going to collect the fecal sample for the veterinarian. Those torture devices, those long plastic fecal loops, we don't use those anymore. Uh, we should not be using them anymore. So we need you to collect a sample. And I tell people to treat it like a fine plate of china. Don't just sit it out on the counter for three days and bring it to your vet. Take the fecal sample and for certain tests we run on feces, we have the client refrigerate the sample. Boy, they love that. But, you know, right next to your cold cuts. But no, don't do that. But we do tell them to refrigerate it. So keep it refrigerated or bring it right to your veterinarian as soon as you can. Because if it's not normal, there is a problem. For example, we see kitties who have what's called pica. So kitties who have pica are kitties who eat things that really aren't meant to be edible. Plastic bags, socks, wool blankets, things like that. Those kitties all get worked up with a fecal first. And we also do a parasite screen as well via like blood. So we are well aware that what it looks like on the outside, this is a behavioral problem, could very well be a problem of GI or another body system. Well, so... 
I think the other thing that my clients ask about is how can we keep our cats pooping only where we want them to poop? And you were talking about, touched on that a little bit. So let's go a little bit deeper into that. Well, so, you know, first I want to always think of my kitty's age. And and you know this, but I don't think that your listeners probably know that 60% of all cats, so every age, right, combined, about 60% have degenerative joint disease. That's just arthritis. That's what we'll call it. 90% of cats over 12, that's a gigantic number, have degenerative joint disease. So you choose the really cute litter box with the high side and the little tiny hole and the potted plant on top and it looks really good in your decor. But if it's hard for your cat to get in there or hard for your cat to go over the baby gate that keeps the dog from getting into the room with the litter box or hard for him in one of many ways because it hurts him, he's not going to go there. So the first thing we want to do is we want to make it easy, convenient. If your cat has degenerative joint disease or is older, we're going to assume he does have it if he's 12 or older, then we're going to have something with low sides as well. So convenient, easy to get to, low sides, where he would like to be. So if I have a kitty, let's say, who lives in the back bedroom until my toddler goes to sleep, and I put the litter box across the house past the toddler's room. I'm making it harder for him to get there. And I don't want to do that. It has to be right in the room where he hangs out. So what would you describe as normal poop behavior? Oh, yeah, I love this because I have so many videos of cats pooping. And I watch my cat in the box when he goes in because I want to know what's normal for him. So that's lesson number one. Because... And again, I'm one of those people, let's just frank with you. You all, everyone listening, has a pooping, let's say, ritual. You do it in a certain way. You reach for the toilet paper. It's, it's personal, but I want you to get a good visual in your head. Your cat has the same. So your cat might deviate from even another cat in your house. Ideally, a cat goes to the box. He sniffs it. Where is it clean? He digs a hole. He goes over the hole and postures he defecates, and to get into the defecation posture, you got to really curve your back. If you're a cat, and you have to have strong legs in the back. So sometimes you'll see your cat will not get into that posture and will defecate more standing up or maybe with a more vertical angle on his back. That means he probably doesn't feel well. After he defecates, and the poops should be like, like Tootsie Rolls, not that small, but that shape where there's little indentations and kind of together and kind of shiny, a little glistening when they come out. So then the cat turns around and goes, oh, well, there's poop there. So he covers it. Many cats will sniff and cover, sniff and cover until they feel like it's adequately covered. And then they step out of the box. If your cat steps out of the box and then uses his paws to try to cover from outside the box, there's nothing there even, and he's covering, it means your box is too small or too stinky or too dirty, or all of the above. Wow, that's huge, because uh, my cat has done that before. I just thought he just was really OCD about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you were saying um, poop rituals, and I mean, we're getting kind of personal here, right? <laughs> we're talking about poop, but do you go across the house to a certain bathroom, even if there is another one closer to you? Because I totally do that. I absolutely do that. And I'll go you one step further. We built the house for the first time. My husband and I married 21 years. We just moved in a week ago today. And a deal breaker on the house, like I said, I will not build this house if I do not get my own toilet. 
like the house is not going to be built. And he said, well, what if we can't afford this? I said, I don't care. I need my own toilet. So, yes, it's a big deal to have your own space and to go where you like to go, for sure. Yeah, I'll pass it. So that's what your cat's doing. So how you talked about the sides of the litter box and making sure the cat is comfortable getting in and out of the box. But what about the kind of litter that's in there? How do we accurately or sensitively choose litter that cats like? Well, so we'll start with what our cat came with. So my cat was from a client who didn't want him anymore. And so I want to start with the litter that she uses because it's hard enough for him to adapt to my house. If it's the shelter I'm gonna or a rescue, I'm going to try to just stay what they have for one to two weeks. Even though I don't necessarily like that litter, let's say, I'm just going to stick with it, let my cat adjust. Then when I say, well, I really like you to move over to this type of litter, then I'm going to add an identical box right next to the other one with the new litter. I'm going to leave those down for two weeks. So my cat has the option of using the old litter if he so chooses. Some cats use new things immediately. Some cats take a couple weeks. So you want to leave it down for two weeks, but I don't want you to misinterpret that I'm saying leave it dirty. I'm saying that the box stays there with the new litter for two weeks. You're scooping at least once a day, dumping about once a month, depending on the kind of litter. Some litters you have to dump and entirely clean more frequently. Okay, so we've talked about day-to-day poop and what it should look like and choosing litter and maybe I got a little too personal, but there are some other poop things I want to talk about with you today, Dr. Radosta. So let's take a quick break and then come back and, and talk, talk more poop. We'll be right back. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. I have a chocolate cocker spaniel named Lady and a blackmouth cur, and it's a lot of responsibility owning a dog. My dogs don't have any health problems because they're eating what they need to eat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is like pouring a multivitamin right onto their food. We'll be scooping our Dynavite, then squirting the liquor chops and the fish oil. They start salivating. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Dr. Lisa Radosta and I are talking a little bit about poop. Now, Dr. Radosta is a veterinarian and, and also a veterinary behaviorist, so she has an interesting perspective on cats and cat poop. So, so we're back. Okay, so Dr. Radosta, I wrote an article one time about why does my dog stare at me when he poops? And it got kind of viral. You probably have heard the story. <laughs> and a lot, like millions and millions of people read this and heard about it. And everybody started calling me Dr. Do and, and all of that. But it seems like people are interested in poop. 
And after that, a lot of people wrote me letters and asked me questions about poop. And one of the questions that I got a lot is, why does my cat not cover her poop? So can we talk about that? Do you know why cats don't cover their poop? Yeah, so that is a variation of normal. So we talked earlier about there is a ritual, yes, but then your cat has a variation of that that's individual to him or her. So the first thing we're going to assume is that that's how your cat likes it, and that's okay too. Another option might be that your box is too dirty and that the kitty doesn't have a place to bury. If I uncover this spot to bury that spot, then there's more feces or there's more urine that's uncovered. Another option would be that your kitty doesn't love the substrate, which is the fancy name for what's in the box, right? The litter that you chose. And so if the kitty doesn't like the litter that you chose, but he knows full well that the litter box is the place to go. He goes, he goes to the bathroom, and then he gets out of Dodge as soon as he can. So if you think that that is the case, you're going to offer those choices like we talked about earlier. It could also be that your kitty can't get into the right position. Your box is too small. It's under the counter. It is like we had a box once that was in the laundry room under a laundry basket, which was on a shelf. It would be hard for a lot of kitties to really get moving around enough to cover something adequately. So you're always looking back to the health of your cat. There's never going to be any time, any question you're going to ask me that I can't start to think about, does that cat feel well? But you also have to think about this could be your cat's normal behavior. Okay, great. So we talk about boxes and styles of boxes and litter and types of litter. But what about where we place the box? Do you have any advice to help my listeners know what's a good place to put the box? It should be in what is called your cat's core area. So if we think about my house, my core area is the kitchen, the office, and my bedroom, just as a human being, right? So the guest bedrooms and the laundry room, because my husband does a laundry, are not a part of my core area. So the core area is where your cat hangs out. That's where the boxes should be. And just a reminder that we want one more box than the number of cats in your household. And some people are like, hey, I live in Manhattan in a studio apartment. Okay, I totally hear you that you have three cats and you can't physically have four boxes. There isn't space. What we want to do in that case is get as big a box as we can get and we want to scoop it really, really frequently. Once a day will not be enough for that household. We will need it scooped several times a day at least because it's going to get soiled really quickly. I give that advice as well. One box per cat plus one and I do get a little pushback. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how poop should look like a Tootsie Roll and what the consistency would be. Are there other things visually that my listeners could note about the poop and, and realize it might be time to see the veterinarian? Yes, yeah, so you are going to see your veterinarian if the poop is not a little bit lighter than a Tootsie Roll to Tootsie Roll color. We don't want it to be black. All right, because then we're thinking there's a bleed somewhere. Somewhere in the gut, there's blood coming out, right? We don't want it to be orange. We don't want it to be yellow. And I understand that poop stinks. Like, I do understand. But it shouldn't be horribly stinky. Like, once that poop gets in the litter, most litters, even the ones that are natural, kind of start to absorb that smell. So really stinky, orange, yellow, green, black. This should be a brown consistency, a brown color. 
and it should have shape. It should have liquid. shape. You're right. You're yes. absolutely right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, cat poop stinks, but if it's a different stink, it might be time to call your veterinarian. Yeah. Well, so we've we've examined poop. I've shared my unique, I guess, sort of unique penchant for going to my own bathroom, and so have you. <laughs> but I think that we have to respect the fact that our cats kind of want their own space as well. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. So is there any poop fact or poop information that we did not cover today? Gosh, I think we have covered just about all of it. I think I'll just summarize with take poop seriously. You can find out a lot just by looking and by bringing in a sample to your veterinarian. Oh, I was going to say that. You killed, you killed, I was say, <laughs> take, take poop seriously and take it to your veterinarian. <laughs> So, you know, I really do, my people that answer my phone always suggest going ahead and bringing a fresh stool sample whenever you bring your cat to see me. And I would imagine that veterinarians nationwide would find that also helpful. So take poop seriously and take it to your veterinarian. That's that's going to be our closing thought today, Dr. Radosta. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really glad to get this information out to cat owners. Yes, well, it's always fun to have you, and I thank you so much for your time because I know you're very busy. I also always want to thank my listeners because your loyalty is what keeps Nine Lives with Dr. Cat going, and Mark Winter, my amazing producer, is really essential to this show. So I want all of my listeners to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.